Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. The no-code revolution is changing the digital economy right before our eyes. Here's how a similar no-waveform manipulation approach to how we make podcasts and episodes can change podcasting forever. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. There's more to podcasting than audio editing and editing a waveform of an audio file. Much, much more. Yet the ability to manipulate an audio file remains the biggest stumbling block I, I've seen, sometimes making it a complete non-starter for people who want to get into podcasting. And you know what? Maybe we don't need to manipulate audio waveforms anymore. I know that's a crazy, heretical thought, but bear with me for just a moment as we talk about the future of podcasting as I reboot, and actually just launch season three, if you will, of podcast pontifications. We might want to think about this big, heady topic. If you're not familiar with the no-code revolution and all sorts of development, it's, it's, it's just that. You don't actually write any code whatsoever. But that doesn't mean that just anybody can throw together a website really quickly. No, no, that's the old WYSIWYG editors of the late 90s, early 2000s, which were utter and complete garbage. No, this no-code revolution is letting people create, letting designers, really, create web pages without having to know the intricacies of HTML. But it goes much beyond that. You can use no-code to develop chatbots. You can use no-code to develop apps that go on mobile devices or work in browser to do very specific things. So the no-code revolution means you don't really have to know a programming language because in the decades we've had programming languages, lots of libraries have built and built lots of things. That stuff slowly dissolves its way into the background, all the text that doesn't look like very great things, and lets people who are better interface designers come forward because they just pull the tools that they need. And it sounds really weird until you've actually done it. And then once you do it, you quickly learn that Wow, these new no-code tools are really powerful. Which makes me think about what's that similar revolution in podcasting. And I think our version of code, when it comes to podcasting, is that waveform. And the ability to manipulate the web, the waveform, to make it do what we, want, what we want it to do, as I said previously, is a big stumbling block. Lots of people who want to tell great stories are just not into editing audio the way that you and I, the working podcasters out there, edit audio. They're not interested in learning professional DAWs like Hindenburg Journalist Pro or Audition or even Reaper or even the cheap stuff that's free, Audacity and GarageBand. It lets you make a lot of mistakes with your audio. It really does. 
but you can also do a lot. I know plenty of professional engineers who do a lot with audio using um, using Audacity or, or GarageBand. So it, it can totally work that way. I'm not saying that it can't. But this, I want us to think about a no waveform manipulation approach to podcasting because I think it's I think it's coming. We already have some tools out there right now, and I'm not endorsing any of them, so I'm not mentioning any of them. If you know how to reach me, you can reach me, and I'll give you some insight on that. But there are lots of tools that make it easier to make a podcast episode without ever really editing a waveform. Now, that can be garbage, right? That can be utter garbage. There are plenty of tools that allow you to record quickly on your mobile phone and load a podcast episode up to the to the web. I'm not talking about tools like that. That's just choosing to be lazy and not editing your work. I still think you need to edit. I still think a podcast episode is best when it is constructed, manipulated properly. Not always. There are certain cases where it can be. But there's just a lot more creativity you have as a podcaster when you are doing some production level of work. So if we remove the chore of waveform manipulation and change it to where anybody, well, not necessarily anybody. See, I think that's the, that's the big difference. No code doesn't mean you, the person sitting at home can create a wonderful program. You still need the theory. You still need to think about things and you need to design something. It's really about design. This no code revolution lets designers do amazing thing. So think about it in a podcasting way. What about podcasting designers? What about designing a podcast, which is what I think a lot of the high-end podcasts, especially the high production value podcasts, they're really more designers. Where designers with the no-code revolution have a, they're really interface designers. Because that's what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with, no, no human deals with the underlying code of an app, of a web page, really. It's all presented in a in a display layer. That's why designers in the interface layer can do good work. Designing for audio is the same way because no one really sees the waveform, you know, unless we're looking at a at player and you know the the embeddable player that shows it, or sometimes an audiogram. But come on, nobody really looks at a waveform, right? Oscilloscopes. This is not 1940s anymore, people. This is the you know, 2020. Here we are. We still manipulate this waveform. So think about taking that out and making just the audio as the user interface. That's what people are enjoying, the audio. So why not just really design great bits of audio without ever having to manipulate a waveform? It's happening right now. And it's just getting started. I mean, this these, these tools are less than a couple of years old, really. From way And mainstream adoption really hasn't got them. So for working podcasters like you and me, who already know how to manipulate waveforms. I think we still keep manipulating our waveforms. There's no reason for us to really change for the projects we're working on today. What we can do as working podcasters is we can start embracing these tools and start trying these tools out on our next project. Now, what we're doing right now, we don't want to hurt the sound. We don't want to impact what we're doing. We've got that figured out. But we need to think about things from what new tools can we learn? What new skills can we learn? What new things, how can we let our wings spread more if we're not in a waveform editor making our changes? It'll change our perspective, I think. And for the working podcasters 
who contract out with people to do their waveform editing, which I know a lot of people do. Hmm. Now you've suddenly have a whole new skills, uh, people with skill sets you've not really worked on before. You've not really worked with before. Because what if you don't need someone to really manipulate the waveform if you have this, these software, these other pieces of, uh, the, well, they're all software, right? That's going to help you or somebody else on your team. If really the designer-minded person might be able to utilize these new tools in such a way where you don't really need an audio engineer, at least not in the way we have audio engineers today. So maybe that's something you could pursue as well. Maybe you're a great at designing podcasts. You've got these great ideas in your head, but you can't really do all the audio engineering work. If we are working in a no waveform manipulation world, maybe you can. I think that's where the future might be headed. So thanks for listening to me stumble through <laughs> my triumphant return. Season three of Podcast Pontifications has begun. It shall continue every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, just like before. Still talking about the future of podcasting and the, um, the things you should be thinking about in the podcasting space. Still doing that kind of stuff. You can also still go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and leave a couple of shekels for me if you would like. And keep the campaign, campaign, keep the train rolling along. And most importantly, please tell a friend, tell them the show is back. Maybe they didn't listen to season two because they were in the middle of it. They want to start fresh. Season three is a great way to begin. So tell another person who has a podcast or is struggling with podcasting. Listen to this because here's a future that you might actually envision. I would appreciate that. And most importantly, I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, 
abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.